our dining table is about those two guys, right? And the little kid. No, that I think that's what did you eat yesterday? <laughs> no, this one is also two guys and a little kid. <laughs> okay, it's, and I know food court is Yuri. There's so much gay food manga now. It's like its own sub subculture mm-hmm. subgenre. <laughs> Welcome back to Mugging Your Ears. My name is Corey. Helen and April and my cat are with us. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, okay, so this time around, we're going to talk about the muscle, the muscle Girl Next Door, uh, one shot from Ameske Ano, published by Seven Seas. And then um, on the other side of the episode, we're going to talk about My Master Has No Tail. I almost forgot the name. I, I get, like, these words confused in some order when I'm thinking about it. Um... My tail has no master. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, recent recent anime. Uh, so we're, we're trying to save pressing it here. Um, but Muscle Girl Next Door is about Daria, who is uh, the boy in this story. He's a little skinny, scrawny type of dude. Um, exactly how I'd imagine myself if I had blonde hair and was Japanese. Um <laughs> And he lives next door to this burly woman named Ruby, and this is just, uh, Daria is into Ruby, and he doesn't know how to say that he is into it. He also has a complex about how, how skinny he is, which I don't have a complex about how skinny I am. This is just, this is just how I am. I'm a skinny, scrawny person, but, um, Daria doesn't like that. Uh, and he wants to learn how to be musclier and get all... Um, buffer and stuff, but also he he's just into this this woman for presumably having what he is not. Um, I thought it was pretty cute. Uh, only one volume here. It says to be continued question mark at the end, um, which is annoying. But uh, I would yeah, read another volume. It's gonna be like um, go for it, Nakamura Kun, where like a few years later, a second volume just mysteriously appears. Like, yep. I really love the Muscle Girl Next Door or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was wondering, uh, or that's the immediate thought that I had, is that this is exactly like Nakamura, where I wanted another another volume, but I hope it's not, like, as disappointing as Nak- the Nakamura volume was. Um, I don't think it'll be, because I think there's, like, a pretty good payoff at the end of this, uh, at the end of this manga, and I think, like, I would just enjoy their cute interactions uh, with each other more in another volume where, like, they're actually dating, whereas Nakamura is still, like, will they, won't they? Uh, yeah, you call it a slow burn if it takes them until the end of the volume to confess? Because I'm like, I guess you could call that a slow burn, but I feel like that's too fast for a slow burn. Hmm. <laughs> it depends. Like, there's a lot of good, uh... Well, no, I, I, I take that back. I don't think it is a slow burn at all. I think it's uh, an appropriate burn. <laughs> <laughs> an appropriately timed burn. This- yeah. For some reason, that's making me think of, like, you know, when NASA's like, okay, now the rocket will underburn, you know, for so-and-so many seconds. It's like that kind of burn. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, what did you two think? I just realized when we started this episode that this is the series that's finished, and it's not the other one. So I thought there were several volumes of this one. That shows how much I pay attention. But you yeah. started it, and you started with this volume. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this was the one that was ongoing. Um, so I liked it. I thought it was longer, so I'm disappointed. Um, but I... I enjoyed it. I thought it, I'm with Corey. I thought it was cute. 
Um, I think I would like to see more of these characters. I, I came into it with the mind that there were several volumes, so I thought that I would have more to say. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this one. Yeah, I thought it was cute as well. Um, there's basically one joke, and the joke is that um, he likes her. It's Sometimes you see people saying, do I want to be that person or do I want to date that person? And he both wants to date her and wants her muscles. He doesn't want to be here. He just wants muscles. Right. But um, I'm not sure how long I'm going to remember this series, though. I feel like this is the kind of thing where I'm going to forget about it in a few months and be like, oh, yeah, I read that. Yeah, that is kind of the struggle with um, the kind of like, I wouldn't call this cookie cutter romance, but like this type of thing where nothing... um, particularly noteworthy happens but it was just like really cute while you're reading it i think that's a good that's a good description of it yeah yeah although we've had worse one shots i think it again like i always say it really depends on the characters and we've had other one shots where the characters are not they don't they don't jump out at me and then the whole time i was reading this i kept thinking this would be like better if it was gay but it's not (laughs) (laughs) i literally thought like uh Perhaps this is stereotyping on my part. I don't think it's perhaps it is stereotyping on my part that like I thought Daria was a girl, uh, probably because of like the cartoon Daria that is mm-hmm, is yeah. a girl here in the U.S. Um, but also the drawing of it looks uh, more feminine to me. Maybe that's intentional uh, too. I don't know. I thought the same. Thing. Uh, I knew this one was straight once I saw the cover, and I was like, oh okay, yeah, we're doing something straight for once, huh? Sarah <laughs> was, was proposing that our that our podcast motto should be "Yes, we have a gay agenda." Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. We do still. Um, we accept our straight brothers and sisters and non-binary siblings as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's not much to this one. I do appreciate, uh, like uh, in Kanto, that this has um, female representation that is not just like you, your stereotypical view of what a pretty woman would be. Um, uh, uh, she is still a pretty woman, but it's, she's muscly. That's nice. Although when he's telling like his friends, yeah, I I really like this. You know, my mm-hmm. neighbor, she's really hot. They all they're all imagining something very different. Mm-hmm. And at least one of them runs into her, and I think he's a little thrown at first, being like, "Oh, this isn't the kind of sexy I was expecting." Well, I'm still gonna be a wingman. I'm gonna get my friend her her phone number. Yeah, that guy wingman's hard. I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and it, it was nice to see like a male character, like sort of. To me, it kind of made me think about children's series where the male character like agonizes over this or what to cook or what to make um, because he – does he cook for her once? I think those yeah. scenes were cute yeah. where he like sat at home and tried to figure out like what what he could do for her. Or, but he wanted to make sure that he didn't didn't reveal his feelings. I just thought that was cute to have a, to have a, a male character be in that position than what we would usually expect. He's trying not to reveal his feelings but then like accidentally puts the food in like a – <laughs> heart-shaped container? <laughs> not, not even in a heart-shaped container. The food is in the shape of a heart. I think it's like a Salisbury steak or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Yeah, I remember what my main thought was reading this. It was like, oh, this is kind of like a slightly older version of um, Shikamori's Not Just a Cutie. Since the premise of that series is that we've got two characters who are, I think, dating? If not dating, I'm very confused. Yeah, they're and, definitely and, dating. And, uh, and the idea is that, you know... Um, she's really cute, but she's also really cool, which comes in handy because he's got like, like, supernaturally bad luck, and so she keeps having to like pull him out of the way of cars and stuff like that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it reminded me a little bit, um, premise-wise, of that. You know, a little bit of switching up the gender roles, but not too much, not in a bad way. You know, it was kind of a people are more than one thing. 
Mm-hmm. I like Shikimori too. That was a cute anime. I only saw half of it. I need to get back to it just because this year has had too much fucking anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This season is just like so crazy. Listen, I haven't even started the season yet because I'm trying to finish up the last show in my Funimation queue before I cancel my subscription in like two days. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never <laughs> watched too much anime. I never watched Guy Zenon, which I kind of regret. I think it's only on Funimation still. That's good. I hope it's on Crunchyroll soon. Hopefully. Uh, we're going to cancel that, though, too, because Crunchyroll is being non-union. And we're a union podcast. <laughs> it's true. I am part of a union. <laughs> I'm not part of a union. But um, I support them. Anyway. Uh, anything else on this manga before we jump over our other one? It's a nice quick read if you want a little bit of romance without... I don't know, like, any, th- any weird things with it. You know, I, f- I feel like there's so many romances these days where it's like, this could be a cute premise or this could be terrible, you know. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> and th- this is just a very straightforward... Uh, they've already met, so you, you probably can't call it a meat cute but yeah, it's not bad. I'm just not entirely sure how long I'm going to remember it. Mm-hmm. It's just a cute. Mm, no meat. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Needs more protein. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's what the Salisbury steak is for. <laughs> All right, let's take a short break before we say more nonsense. I like how you're so sure that we're definitely going to keep saying nonsense on this podcast. We we are. This is what this podcast is about. Welcome back, folks. And now for our continuing series. Like Corey said at the top, we're ta- tackling a manga which has a currently ongoing anime, My Master Has No Tail, by someone with a screen, uh, pseudonym. I'm not sure can be pronounced. It's spelled T N S K. Maybe? Don't think it's a anyway. word. <laughs> it's true. It's a collection <laughs> of letters. <laughs> um. So, our premise for My Master Has No Tail is that we are in the Taisho area, Taisho era Osaka, and we have Mameda, who is a young tanuki. Mameda, I think, is some sort of pun involving, like, names for magical tanukis. I, ha- I have a review on the OASG, and I definitely linked to what it was. I just cannot remember it off the top of my head right now. Anyway, she is a young tanuki, happy to get out of her village, ready to go to the big city, and it turns out the humans are not nearly as gullible as they used to be. You know, all these darn electric lights and watermarks on their money and all these things you know it's really hard to play tricks on them and she tries tricking one apparent human who definitely turns the tables on her <laughs> and Mamida is feeling very discouraged and follows this person back to a yosei since this person uh named bunko is a rakugo artist and Mamida is so taken by her rakugo that she decides that you know, I'm going to stay here, I'm going to learn Rakugo, because this is how I can trick humans. Look at them, you know, just willingly listen to all these stories. And I've read the first two volumes, and it's not confirmed outright, but it's basically said that Bunko herself is probably a fox. And so it's like, look at all these people who are, you know, willingly allowing themselves to be tricked, but they don't even realize how tricked they're being. And it's just a very fun series. Um, I saw some people, like, give them the anime middling marks, haven't seen it yet, but this manga is just a lot of fun. It's got um, characters that I really like. The gags don't go on for too long. And they're just... It's a good-natured silliness. 
We've got classics like the Tanuki. Oh, I can just jump and use like my <laughs> my giant balls as you know a glider. <laughs> oh no, I'm a girl Tanuki. This isn't gonna work. That was a good joke. <laughs> or like Mamida briefly gets like possessed by like a ghost spirit or something, and <laughs> and she's mostly fine with it. The ghost just wants to hear stories. It's it's very lighthearted. It's good stuff. <laughs> I do think the faces are a little better in the manga than what I've seen in the anime screenshots. I mean, it was cute. Like, I think, I think it, like, it was an interesting, interesting way to explore Rakugo, like, to come in through a Tanuki. Um, what, what else can I say besides it's cute? I've said that for both series now. Um, it's I, I like the art. In, I, I like the art in this one a lot. Um, I think, like, everything looks more rounded and makes it look cutesier and in between each chapter they explain some of the different stories that they perform and I appreciated that like I always like to learn um, to learn the history behind the stuff because I'm not really familiar with it beyond like what I've seen in anime um, all that being said I like didn't feel super compelled to pick up another volume like I thought it was cute but I, I kind of feel like maybe I would have gotten more into it if it were like an omnibus like if it would have went a little bit further into I'm assuming there's some kind of storyline, you know, with with um, with the Tanuki wanting to be able to perform. But I just well, I don't know if I would go out of my way to pick up another one. If I came across it like at the library or something, I would pick it up. Um, but I don't know that I would go out of my way. What about you, Corey? Well, sadly, this one does not have a print version yet, so you cannot just find it at the library, mm-hmm. which library is kind of weird because yeah. Kodansha usually puts out physical releases of everything that's gotten in anime. So Kodansha, what y'all doing? <laughs> Do libraries not do ebooks for manga at least? Yep. I have heard people talk about this before, but none of mine do, so I it, do not rely on this. It depends. Like there are like a few popular manga like on Hoopla and stuff, but I don't see a whole lot. My library always says it swears it as Hoopla, but I have yet to find anything actually on Hoopla that I am interested in. <laughs> mm. Um oh, well in relation to this manga I like to collect. Um I thought this was really cute. I don't understand what the the criticism of the anime is unless it ended in a weird part in the middle of this manga, which is probably understandable given the different mediums, length of anime episodes versus um, manga chapters and the amount of content you can put into it, etc. But I think people might have just been being snotty about um, Rakugo performances. Mm, yeah, that's right. That's what you you texted me too. Um, and I think that's a, a valid point for from an anime perspective. But if you're reading the manga, I don't necessarily think that you need to have an extended Rakugo performance in the same way that I might have that expectation with an anime. Yeah, and I definitely felt like here it worked that the Rakugo stories were a part of the big story. They weren't the main thing. You know, they were um, a medium both for um, Mameda to get more experience with humans, a little bit, you know, as insight into what two people at the time were thinking about, um, drama backstage as... Um, I know there's one point where Mamita has to substitute in for somebody's um, musical instrument, just transforming into that. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny, and it's it's even funnier because um, the blind um, musician has already conned onto the fact that Mamita is a Tanuki, and she's like, "I thought everybody knew this. I thought everyone was supporting our our favorite little furry Rakugo artist in training." And she's like, "No, <laughs> I don't know how you figured this out, but no." <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it, it's a part of the story, not the whole story. Um, and I do find it kind of funny that, like, Unko is a woman doing Rakugo, and this is just totally unremarked, because I remember that being one of my criticisms of Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju, where the author had sort of rewritten history so that there were no female Rakugo artists, which was kind of weird. Yeah. 
Hank's all the Yang, like the very last volume where you kind of accept for one end. Yeah, because I, rem- I remember like trying to read stuff on Japanese Wikipedia when that show was airing, and I was like, no, we're in a time period where there really should be some women in this. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Um, and in case anyone's going to get mad at me for saying other people are being snotty about Rakugo, I have actually heard Rakugo in English perform professionally. Like, there aren't many people who can do it in English, but I have actually heard one of the few performers who can do it. So... Thank you, Aggie. Thank you for backing me up on that. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Rakugo. Um, Aggie, her for good taste. Yeah. Um, I think I just generally like light fantasy uh, that is about kind of mundane things, like Rakugo in this case, uh, where it just has these little touches of fantasy things. They don't, they're not going to get into thick ex- explanations of Tanuki and foxes in this world, I don't think. Um, maybe their relations in regards to humans, which humans, which they've done a lot so far, uh, but not like uh, lengthy explanations about their powers or anything. Just bogging down, obviously. Um, yeah. How much did you read? Because I thought I saw you posting a couple screenshots I didn't recognize from the manga. I just read one volume. Okay. Yeah, since I know for the cast of the anime, they definitely cast um, Mamida's dad, so I guess he shows up in Osaka. And there's a character who I think was Bunko's master originally. And running it through Google Translate, you couldn't tell me if the guy was alive or dead. It was giving me, like, both. So I'm like, <laughs> mysteries? So I'm guessing some sort of backstory comes up, you know, when um, dramatic, dramatically appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think they get, at least in the first volume, pretty much confirmed that Bunko is a fox. Uh, or at least there is one character who said... Uh, outright that you are a fox so perhaps or actually Bunko has not confirmed it herself but um, yeah I, I think Mamida but. says that since Bunko definitely does a couple of magical things that humans cannot do but yeah and Foxfire is what I think what Mamida said specifically mm. so it's like we're like 99% sure you know yeah we're just waiting for Bunko to say yes <laughs> and I think I saw that this one has seven seven digital volumes out now if I'm that sounds about right, yeah, since Kodansha was mm. releasing this digitally, which means they were re- releasing, like, a volume a month. <laughs> and nobody can keep up with that Kodansha. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, yes, seven volumes is what I see on their website right now. Uh, the eighth volume does not have a scheduled English release date, according to Wikipedia, which is not where you should go for that information, but that's where I am right now. Uh, but there is an eighth and ninth like, release dates have been getting pushed back like crazy anyway for the entire damn pandemic. Mm-hmm. There is an 8th and ninth volume in Japan uh, that are not released yet, and it is ongoing in Japan as well. So I'm definitely going to check out the anime. April, do you have any interest in checking out the anime? or? Yeah, I think that's the good thing. The good thing about this podcast is that if, if it doesn't work for you in one form, sometimes there are... So we tend to be pretty timely, so that sometimes there are anime adapt- adaptations coming out. So yeah, I think that I would check this out. I need to keep a list. I feel like I've said that a couple times in the past few episodes of things that I would anime that I would check out or series that I would follow up on and now I wish I would have kept a list but (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I mean yeah some particular things just work better in anime form like I think the Rakugo uh Showa Genroku worked better in a in an anime form but I also enjoyed that manga the art the art in the rock and the Showa Genroku got a little rough at times oh yes that that is the struggle with manga as well it's uh, usually a one person or a couple people operation um what episode did we talk about that series that's been a while ago probably in like our first year of doing this <laughs> yes let's see if i can glance at all of my episodes and yeah we'll have to we'll have to link that that was a great series if i can even if out. it had some potentially questionable relationships by the end yeah Ugh. 
Uh, episode 50, we talked about uh, Descending Story, Showa Gengorku, Rakugo Shinju, and Spy Family. That was uh, February 2020-ish. Ah, the before times. Mm. Mm-hmm. Barely, yeah. Anyway, I think this one is a recommendation from all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Any other closing thoughts, guys? I definitely have fallen in love with this little cute fuzzball trying to do Rakugo. Uh, yeah, as, same. Uh, as amateur as she still is about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and with that, I guess we'll just wrap up the episode. We'll just keep it nice and short this time so that everyone listening has more time to go watch anime or read manga. <laughs> or read manga, yeah. No, both. So, Corey, where can we find the podcast? And where can we find you if your new handle on Twitter, which I don't even know how to pronounce? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Taikumenko. I've changed it. Uh, it's like Samu Menko, Samurai Flamenco, but with Taiku in it. Um, You're going to have to spell it out. Uh, right, D-A-I-I-K-U-M-E-N-C-O. Uh, you sounded a little unsure there at the yeah. end. <laughs> I'm really bad at spelling things out uh, verbally. Uh, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where you can find me now. Um, my bio still says FK and Passionate K. If, uh, I think it'll show up in a search or something if, it, if you do that. Well, if you search in Passionate K on Twitter, it just comes up with, this user does not exist. Mm, well, I can make a fake one to, to send him over to real me now. Um, <laughs> but I did want to like rebrand my Twitter account in some ways to uh, Taiku brand it in, in a way. Like I would have just taken over the Taiku Podcast Twitter account, but I don't think I want to do that. Um, and then I, I want to same rifle and go too. So here we are. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mangio Ren. I still have a long list of things I need to read and watch, but you can find me there. And you can find me on Twitter at Wandering Dreamer, where I'm doing things like shit posting about cosplays in progress, um, promoting the fact that I have so many reviews to write, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, opinions may vary at the Twitter account, <laughs> and you can also find the site where I am normally writing reviews in a timely fashion and getting them posted over at theosg.com. I've got a review up for My Master Has No Tail, Volumes 1 and 2. And uh, you can also find me on the podcast over there, where we are coming up on uh, the fall anime season. I have so much stuff I need to watch before we get to that episode. Chainsaw Man. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not interested in Chainsaw Man. No. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Manga In Your Ears, and you can find all of our episodes over at TaikuPodcast.com. It's spelled the exact same way that I spelled it earlier. <laughs> D-A-I-I-K-U. <laughs> Until next time, then, folks. Bye. Bye, everybody. Right back down, so see you tomorrow at the food court next to typing. <laughs>